Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home of professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 223. And today, we're going to be following up on the show we did last week, 222, where we talked all about funnels and using those large group professional development uh, opportunities, those faculty meetings, those department meetings, how do you funnel that stuff down into the classroom? Today, we're gonna to be taking that a step farther and saying, what are the different things that you can say to entice a teacher? What are those pickup lines, if you will? So tech coach pickup lines, what are those things that we're gonna be talking about today to really get us in? When you walk into that classroom, when you meet that teacher in the hallway, when you happen to stroll by them in the lunchroom, what are some of those things that we're doing to get ourselves into the classroom. I wanna say thank you one more time for being a part of our TeacherCast educational network, our instructional coaches network. I am so thrilled that in the last couple of weeks, we have completely renov renovated, uh, revigorized, and revamped, I think that's another great word, the entire Ask the Tech Coach um, website world. If you head on over to askthetechcoach.com today, you'll find a brand new homepage, brand new landing pages, brand new menu, brand new logo, brand new every single thing that we're doing. If you're looking for all of our coaching content, and we got hundreds of pieces of coaching content at this point between our blogs, our podcasts, our free giveaways, free templates, we have made it a lot easier for you to take, to consume, and I think most importantly, my friends, share with others. Of course, you can always head over to askthetechcoach.com, scroll down to the bottom and join one of our three networks. We have a great group on Facebook, which is heading up to almost 1,200 coaches. We got a great group on LinkedIn, which is a couple hundred coaches at this point, a little bit more professional stuff. And I put the link up there for K-12 leaders.com if you're a digital learning leader tech director anything like that that's a great place for you guys too so no matter what you're looking for in the world of instructional coaching please make sure you head on over to askthetechcoach.com i'm looking forward to having you guys over there and join us each week on our network i'd love to have you guys i took a moment last week and i put out something on not one not two but many instructional coaching facebook pages and you know what? I just asked the question, how do you get into classrooms? What are those things that you say? Do you walk up to a teacher and say, can I come in your room? Do you walk up to a teacher and say, can I show you something? Do you walk up to a teacher and say, trick or treat? Today, I have a fantastic guest who's kind of up for the challenge on this one. I, I, I reached out and said, what are some of your favorite pickup lines? And we just started talking and I said, hey, why don't you come on the show today? And you know what? She said, yes, I want to bring on today Miss Renee Dawson. Renee, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Hi, I'm awesome today. How are you? I am so happy to have you on. Thank you so much for being here as a guest on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
I am a second year tech coach and I work under a grant for my school where I am the stuff the grant provides. <laughs> so the grant provides Chromebooks with Wi-Fi to my students and I get to train the teachers on all the wonderful ways to use them, support them in the classroom and observe them using the technology integration matrix and then perform some magical coaching work. I love that. And, you know, if you're, if you are out there and you're grant funded, many of your programs are, it really comes down to two things. How much data can you show to prove that your program is working, but also how often are you in those classrooms? Um, so tell us a little bit about your program, uh, upper, lower, middle, like what kind of work do you do and who do you work with? I'm in middle grades, um, so I have sixth through eighth grade where I am, and um, I not only do the coaching, but I also run the tech team and the Minecraft student ambassador, so it's for uh, Verizon Innovative Learning Schools, um, and we're getting an innovation lab, so I'm the lab mentor for that project as well, which is really exciting. I um, so, am yeah. so excited for you on that. My, what, th three of my schools in my district are also Ville schools, yeah. and I'm hearing, I, I'm not part of that program. Um, but I'm hearing all the great things that my coaches are doing. Um, t tell us a little bit about your journey. Give us like the, 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 the 30 second overview. What is Vils? How does it work? How do you get involved? Um, yeah, definitely. Share so, with us. so Verizon Innovative Learning is a grant through, well, it's an initiative through Verizon. They provide... Chromebooks or iPads, depending on what your district chooses for, for the students, for every student in your school. But the icing on the cake is that they also provide Wi-Fi access at home for the students paid for by Verizon. So there's no more digital divide. There's no more that you have to leave this at school. You don't have it at home. Um, it's actually helped some of our parents get jobs and go back to school to have the device and the Wi-Fi at home. So it's been huge for just our community in general. But Verizon also provides not just the stuff, but the people to help with the stuff. And that's my job. So I come in as the coach. I lead professional development on technology and other wonderful things. And I complete coaching cycles and observations on my teachers um, to prove that the initiative is working in our school. This is an awesome topic. I'm assuming that you are the first coach in your building. Does that sound logical? Um, no, I was the third coach in my third building. Third coach, okay. First technology coach. There you go. And, you know, one of the things that has been coming up on the Facebook groups in our instructional coaching network and, and other Facebook groups too, is this concept of how do we get into our classrooms? What are those things that we say? If you're listening to this, you might fall into one of two categories. Either you are finishing your first coaching cycle, right? Cause it's November. Now you've, you've done a couple meetings and maybe it's time for you to switch your been successful, but now you're trying to figure out that second wave, right? Like we did one project. How do I keep you on, on my calendar? Or you're in the other boat, which is I'm, I'm new. Um, or I've been here for a while, but my teachers haven't yet woken up to the fact that I'm amazing and I can help you out. Here's my question for you, Renee, what advice and we're just going to pop this question up on the top and we'll run from there. Okay. But what advice do you give to coaches when they're either struggling to get into classes or maybe they're trying to get that second level, you know, the uh, get back into the classroom? What advice are, do you have for coaches? What has worked for you? 
So one thing that I know from being going from being a classroom teacher to being a coach is that teachers love free stuff. Anything free, a teacher's going to be down for. <laughs> we love free stuff and you can't deny it because we do. So I like to start with like a scratch off card. I've made them by hand, like lottery scratch off cards. I've made them by hand with um, stuff I bought on Amazon, but now I make them digitally on Canva and it has three options on there. One option is the most sought after option in my building. And that option is 10 minutes of a teacher brain break. So I come in and I take over your class for 10 minutes and you get to leave and go sit down and just relax. And that gets me in the room. It gets me to get to know the students. I get to feel out kind of what's going on in the classroom and just get ready to kind of come up with an idea to approach the teacher with on how we can partner or what I can bring into the classroom and do um, to help out or co-teach or model for them. So that's usually the first way I try to get in is by giving them a scratch off ticket um, at like the faculty meeting or a PD session. If they've done something or gone above and beyond, I try to give them that to, to entice them to let me in the classroom. So I usually have some swag from ed tech companies because they'll always send you stuff if you ask. So that's an option that they can scratch off the 10 minute brain break. And then my other option is usually like, I'll take your class to dismissal <laughs> or I'll take them to connections and pick them up from connections, which also gives the teacher an additional 10, 20 minutes. And they're just forever grateful that you're willing to give your time for that and put yourself in their room and, and in the teacher's shoes instead of just being the coach that walks around and doesn't have any duties or any children to watch. So it's, it's worked well for me in my building. I, I'm, 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 I, I want to back up for a second here because I think somebody just said something that I've never heard in the last 12 years of doing this. And I'm looking at a video right now of this concept. Maybe this is what you're doing. Maybe yeah, give me the concept of the scratch off card. I'm actually looking at a video right now on how to do scratch off card, but I mean, is there a scratch off or this is just a glorified business card with a bunch of stuff on it? Like, or is there literally the, can you order these from Canva with like the scratchy stuff on it? Um, you can order them from Canva and buy the scratchy stickers on Amazon and put them over. But if you make it digital, I put it in, um, I make it in Canva and then put it in Google Slides and they can delete one of the three boxes over it. So like their own little scratch off and they just get to pick a box to delete. We are going to make sure that Renee gives us all of her templates and she's going to put them under here yes. on episode number 223. I just learned something and that's why I love this podcast. <laughs> I honestly like, blanked out of everything you just said in the last five minutes because <laughs> I'm so like, I have to try this. And yes. this is going to look really cool here. So yeah, it's actually okay. an idea from uh, my friend, Amanda Fox. Um, she's great. She does a ton of Canva stuff. Okay. So um, she kind of came up with this idea and I kind of took it and made it my own, but it's super useful. If you're not a Canva person and you're an old school person, you can get um, cards and scratch off stickers on Amazon for about $10 total and you get like 300 um, stickers. So that's also an option if you're, if you want to go like more paper quarter, <laughs> like old, like lottery scratch off tickets. So you can buy those and um, just put your prizes underneath them and then they can scratch off which one they want. Uh, and it just kind of gives them some excitement for the day. Well, good night, everybody. I know what I'm going to be doing for the rest <laughs> of the night. I'm going to be searching on Amazon for these fun things. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll definitely make sure we put some links and stuff this is awesome. Um, totally thank you for coming on the show tonight now. Yeah, of course. I, I forgot we were recording here for a second. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's a lot of good stuff that we're looking at here. 
we, one of the things that we did do is we actually put out a, a thing on all these Facebook groups going, what are some of your favorite pickup lines? Yeah. And, and I, and, and we have a whole list. Like we actually are putting together like a blog post and a Canva thing and trying to make it all look nice for everybody to kind of put it up on their wall next to their desk. Cause you can kind of keep these in mind, but let me, let's just kind of go through a couple of these. Okay. You know, I've got a list of like 20 here, but I love the concept of what can I take off your plate, right? right? Like that, that's the concept of, and you were kind of mentioning, can I take your kids for 20 minutes? Can I do this for you? Can I do that for you? And it's just, you know, you never want to put yourself in a position of I'm your babysitter. No, right? no but I, I, like, what can we do here? Right. Like the time, a, is, a... time is free to an extent if you're in a building. So I'm not going to spend, I'm not spending a ton of money, my own personal money or asking the principal for money for, from her incentives budget. I'm giving some time that I have in my day. It might be some time that I was going to use for something else, but it's to benefit my teachers. Uh, when you're in the classroom, if somebody came in and said, go take a break, sit down and get some water, like you probably would have jumped at the opportunity. One of the other things I like here is what's on your mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, that's a weird one. Like if I see a teacher in the room and I happen to walk in, like, I don't want to just, Hey, Renee, what's on your mind. But I get the concepts because sometimes we are talking to teachers and you could tell like, you know, the fire hydrant, like there's a lot of stuff hitting them from all around. And you're just like, stop, pause, what's going on. What are you thinking? And then you can go into, how can I help you? Right. Yeah, you kind of have to feel them out because post-pandemic, we've put even more on teachers than was on them before, I feel like. And I, I definitely know that my teachers feel that way. So I'm I'm not coming in trying to put more on them or put more on their plate or take up more space in their brain. I'm trying to lighten the load by introducing some technology and making your life a little easier. So how can I help you with that? One of the other ones here I like is, you know, either what information do you need? You know, you might find a teacher that's, I have to do this. And you're like, look, I'll be your researcher. Right. You know, we did a show like a year and a half, maybe even two years ago from the coaching matters series of all of the different things, like the 10 things that a coach needs to be for their building. And one of them is a research buddy, right? Cause these teachers might love you. If you can send them a few links, send them a few templates, send them like, Oh, you're doing this in science. I got something that covers that. And they don't realize you're going out to the library. Right. I like um, asking my teachers what I can spice up in their lessons for them. What's Ooh. one area of your lesson I could spice up with um, a quizzes or a Nearpod or something? What, what could I just add some flair to for you just to take that off your plate so that you're not working on it at, on Saturday? I probably already have it made from when I taught. So what can I give you that's just going to make the kids go, wow, this is so cool. That will get you to want to work with me more in coaching and learn more tech skills. And the, the, the follow-up to that is, you know, what information do you need? Okay. Right? It's what can I get for you? What do what you need? Um, I, I like the concept here of what part can I play? There's a lot of teachers that are doing many, many things. And on one hand, you can say, how can I take something off your plate? On the other hand, you can say, what part in this process can I play? You know, we're doing uh fourth grade right now we're doing the regions projects great well what part can i play can i build something for you can i co-teach it with you can i create the google slide template can i you, you, you kind of feel like doug the puppy from the movie up right but what can i do <laughs> to support this project right like because it's hard sometimes right to say can i co-teach with you like that that might not work yet they they might not understand the concept of 
what or how or right because ultimately every interaction with the teacher has to function as an introduction to the next interaction with the teacher exactly right? so how can i do this you know renee can i make a slide deck for you i'm hoping that renee then says how'd you do that right show me how to do that can you can you or how can, or could you add this is my favorite one could you add this to the slide deck and that's when I just open up with, sure, let's sit down and you can show me what you're looking for. Right, exactly. And, you know, and then, well, now I got gotcha. you. Now we can sit down and I can say, oh, you can add that. This is easy. Yeah, I mean, with especially with the with the different technologies available for free, even it, this the sky's the limit with what you can add to a slide deck or what you where you can take it to make it more engaging. And for me, when my teachers see the student engagement increase in the classroom, that's what that's what hooks them. Um, it, it makes them want more. Okay, the kids, you know, were there. Or we did a Minecraft lesson and they came to class all week. We had 100% attendance. So how can I do more of this to get the kids coming to school? So things like that really have helped hook my teachers and, and make them realize maybe she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Being that it's in November, I tend to walk into classrooms and I just start looking around. And depending on how I feel out the teacher, how the conversation's going, you know, and sometimes these are in the mornings, right? And I always find when I'm in the mornings, I never talk coaching. These are all relationship building things. Mm -hmm. But that's when I start asking questions like, you know, is there anything I can help you organize? It's not a coaching question, right? But can I, you know, can I come over and help you with your books? Can I come over and help you with your this? I, I never start with, Renee, can I, can I invade your Google Drive and make it colorful? Like, <laughs> we're not there yet, but, you know, hey, can I tidy up your books for a second? Because if I'm in your room doing something, we're going to have a conversation, right? So, right. hey, how are your kids? What's stressing you out? You know, what things are you working on? what's working for you. I don't know if you've tried that one, but that's a, that's one of my, like, Hey, what do you, what do you love about your kids this year? And then right. you'll see them either light up or, or, you know, frown. I also like asking, you know, when I get into those conversations with teachers, do you, are you, do you just want to vent or do you want me to come back with a response? Like, do you just want me to listen and absorb and hear you out? Or would you like me to give you some constructive feedback to offer a solution so that I know how to approach this conversation with them? Because sometimes they just want to vent. They just right. need to get it out and they don't necessarily want a solution. They just want to, they just want to be heard. So if I know that, then that kind of helps me, understand where this conversation is going and then what I can come back with at a later time in a calmer moment and a more clear head moment to kind of offer as support for them. I'm so glad that you said that. And and I'm so glad that you said that because you mentioned you're in your second year. Let, let me, I, you know, full disclosure, Renee and I met really five minutes before we hit the record <laughs> button. So were you a coach in this school before Vils hit you? No, I was a special education teacher on the opposite end of the district. So that's amazing that I think that you said that because in order to get those conversations, like you got to trust and have some kind of rapport with these people to, to, to have that. So that's really cool that in a second year, these conversations are, are happening in classes. It's really neat for that. I mean, I know teachers that have been around for four or five years. I might not feel as comfortable to ask some of these questions, you know, things like what are your goals? What's taking up your time? I mean, depending on 
how comfortable somebody is with instructional coaching, how comfortable somebody is with digital learning tools, you might actually take a year to just hit the surface. And, you know, maybe that teacher is on a four-year plan with you, whereas some teachers are on a four-week plan for you. Right, maybe, yeah. Maybe I a coaching have... cycle is going to last you half a, you know, half a year because they got to trust you a little bit. Yeah, my coaching cycles usually do last at least half a year. Um, because I do get to know them and I find that's really important. Just get building that relationship, that trust so that they trust me in their classroom. They trust me with their students. Um, and they, they open up to me. So I know kind of how to address things and plan for, for what's going to come in that coaching cycle. Um, and it's been successful for me so far. So I'm doing something right. <laughs> I, I want to dive back into Vils for a second because okay. From what I understand about the program, I mean, it's a program designed with a, with a set of rules. There's a rubric. Um, ultimately, your building, your leader, your department, however, needs to at some point say to your staff, Renee is here. This is what we're expecting from her, from the program, from you, from the tools. So, I mean, do your teachers know that your and I, I, I'm going to say this word lightly, mandatory, optional. Like how, how does all that work? Because if you're mandatory because of the Tim tool, because of Vils, because of, these pickup lines might work. They might be turning people off. They might not work. You might not need them. You might be just like, hey, Renee, next Monday is your time. I'll be in. See you later. And you might not need to do these pickup lines because – you're on a schedule for, for checking people out and stuff. How does it work in your school to get into classrooms with, so, with or without Vils, I guess, behind okay. you? Okay. So I am mandatory. Um, there is a little, there was a little confusion last year as to what my main role was. Was it fixing Chromebooks or was it coaching? So once we kind of cleared that up, and they realized that I was there for more of a coach position and not so much an IT specialist position. <laughs> <laughs> that that really helps. Um, my administration also helps because everybody on the leadership team, which includes me, um, has to do a certain number of observations a week. So the teachers know that we're coming in. They know that we're going to show up and we're going to be in their classroom unannounced. Um, so they're not surprised when we walk in. Um, as a former special education teacher, I was I co-taught for years, so I am used to just walking into a classroom and standing there, <laughs> so um, unfortunately, but I, I'm comfortable going into their classrooms. I just kind of always say, I'm just going to watch what you're doing. They usually panic if the technology is not perfect, but I try to tell them not to because it's never going to be perfect. Um, I also have a little postcard that I leave them when I go that has my uh, QR code to my Calendly for them to schedule their post-observation meeting with me. And then we take it from there. Um, I have to coach a certain number of people through the initiative. Um, and I also have a teacher leader core so I can have them help me with that. Um, so it's nice. I mean, I have some things that are mandatory and some things that I've made mandatory on myself um, just to make the initiative work in my building. How many teachers do you have in your building that you're responsible for? 60. That's a good number. Yeah, I have to do, um, I have to observe 80% of them twice a year on the TIM. What does that mean for those who aren't familiar? So the technology integration matrix is 
a major an observation matrix that kind of helps you realize or see where teachers are on their technology journey. And they and it's it's interesting because unlike SAMR, the TIM's more fluid. So at the beginning of a unit with the TIM, you might be in adoption, but then if I come in a week later, they might be more towards transformation. So it you fluctuate on it like like you would on any matrix. And the tool that we use is actually awesome because they have a questions-based um, rubric that you can go through and just answer questions. Are the students using technology? Who's making the choice about what technology is being used? Who's um, What kind of technology are they using? Are they collaborating with people outside of the classroom? So you go through and you just answer yes or no to these questions and it pops out a beautiful little chart for you at the end. <laughs> and it just sounds so easy. It is, it's so easy. <laughs> it takes about 10 minutes to observe, 10, 15 minutes. Um, to answer the questions. And I, I, I really like it because it does give a clear picture of what's going on and where everybody is and where, where your, your room is for improvement. If you have any questions about getting into classrooms, uh, you know, we're calling on pickup lines here. If you need support, all right, if you're out there going, this is the right topic for me at the right time of year, I would love to hear from you you would of course be more than happy to join our instructional coaches network. Head on over to askthetechcoach.com, scroll down to the bottom, join one of our groups. They're all free, tons and tons of resources, adding more all the time. And of course, if you sign up for our, our, our newsletter, you not only get the support there, you get our, our, our weekly newsletters. We are out here to help you and we are here to support you. And just like Renee, I wanna have you share your stories if you're interested. What are things that you're successful with what are things that you're looking for support with we are here on ask the tech coach and the, and the instructional coaches network to support you renee i want to end with a couple of things here just kind of on the top of my mind this is your second year as a coach second year yes what did you learn last year that you're bringing into this year or i'll even ask it this way of what have you improved upon this year in your own mind, in your own self-reflections? What are some of the things that you might be doing differently based off of last year? Um, following a schedule, like sticking to my routine and following it. Last year, I kind of got stuck in the weeds of dealing with broken devices and just kind of absorbing all the all of that. Like somebody asked me once last year to fix their Keurig because they thought I, that was my job. But just kind of sticking to my routine and my schedule. And I have like a five, four, three, two, one list that I do every day. I have to do five observations for um, reach out to other to teachers to like get them to sign up for coaching three um, uh, entries into my data log for the district that we have to keep. So I have like a five, four, three, two, one. And I'll, I'm happy to share that with you as well for the site that I just go through every day and I have to do it and I just make myself do it every day. So that's been, it's been huge for me this year, just taking the time to really focus my craft and focus myself in doing what I'm supposed to be doing all day long and not just letting the, the, the mess of Chromebooks overwhelm me. If I, if I can't fix it that day, I'll get to it. I have an hour a day that I work on Chromebooks. Other than that, I'm a coach. And I stick to that. <laughs> I want to deep dive into that for a second because many people might be listening to this going, okay, but how? <laughs> so let me throw a couple of questions at you here. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and some of these might be your choice and some of these might be district choices, but let's just kind of, you know, the who was Renee deep dive. Um, calendaring. 
Did what uh, Google, Microsoft, booking calendar, give me the, um, what does the calendar process? How do people find you? What do you use to organize yourself? So I organize myself with Outlook just cause that's what uh, we have Outlook for our district. So it's just easier to put everything on my Outlook calendar, but I use a MacBook. So it also goes into my iOS calendar. And then I use Calendly for my booking. And um, I, my principal pays for the subscription for me. It's only like $10 a month, but she's nice enough to do that. And my teachers love it because it's easy to, for them to just pull up my coaching menu, click on what they want. It takes them directly to that Calendly spot. I actually have in my email signature, it's called a win what I need <laughs> wakelet. And it's a wakelet that just has my coaching menu, my schedule, the device repair form that they have to fill out, my feedback form that the district um, asks people to fill out for me. And then any other information they might need to know about me is on there. And that's just, it keeps it all in one place for them to find it. So that's been really helpful for me to have that, that, that wakelet to just share out easily with everything on there. To do's, how do you organize? What do you use to keep things in? Google keep, Microsoft to do, what do you, how, how do you um, remember everything? I'm a, I'm a total Canvaholic. So I made a desktop, um, uh, a desktop picture, I guess, on Canva. And it has um, a to-do list on there. Like it has doing, done, to-do. And I put stickies on my desktop, like virtual stickies and make lists on there. And I just kind of keep that as my desktop background. So I see everything every time I close out a tab, it's right there in front of me. But I have used Keep before. Um, I like it, but I like having everything just like in my face as soon as I lower a tab. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have to have a ton of links from you on this. Please. Yes. Um, I like that answer that, that I wasn't prepared for that. This will, that was a really good one. Um, so I'm curious about this next one. Uh, digital communication, right? Um, are you always in your inbox? Are you sending inbox emails out to somewhere else? Are you, how do you make sure that you're keeping in touch with everybody? And, and, and especially um, from the bill's answer, when? When I have my phone on me constantly, so I'm constantly texting or the teachers all have my number. That's just, that was a personal choice for me. Uh, I felt like it was appropriate for them to have my number. So they'll text me if they need something. I can text them if I need something. Um, it, they, they don't abuse the privilege, which is nice, but that's kind of a personal choice that you have to make based on your staff. Um, we also use GroupMe. Uh, at my school. So I, I will send them a message on GroupMe if I need to, or put it in the larger faculty group me um, and then just email back and forth works. Like I love Calendly because if they need me, they can just book right then on my Calendly and it puts it on my calendar. So I'm not going back and forth like, oh, does Wednesday at two work? No, Wednesday at two doesn't work, but Thursday at three works. Just easy, just put it on my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's kind of my motto. How do you stay organized? Do you use things like bookmarks? Do you create do. a website um, for yourself? What do you create your websites in? Give me all that personal organization <laughs> stuff. So I use Wakelet a lot. I'm a big fan of Wakelet. Um, I make a Wakelet for everything I have to give my staff. Um, if I do professional learning, we have a professional learning Wakelet um, that has columns and then every, every technology we go through, I put all the resources under the columns so they can go to one place to find all of it. Um, I also made a resource hub. Um, it, it went viral on Twitter when um, I made it. It was a, an idea from somebody else, but I included the templates. So it got shared a bunch. Um, and that has different departments and different things that we need in the building. And it's more of a broad resource group for all the teachers. 
and they can find anything they need on there and I manage that for them. But as far as myself staying organized, I'm a big like written to-do list person also. Like I have my to-do list and stuff on my computer, but I have like a, because <laughs> like it says control the chaos and it's just a to-do list book that I got on Amazon and I write my to-do list every day and I just kind of go through and check things off as well. So I, I organize in a bunch of different ways. <laughs> it's organized chaos. <laughs> when you're looking for coaching resources, coaching inspiration, um, podcasts, just curious, who do you read? Who do you listen to? Where's your go-to? Give me some of the, uh, you know, what's what's on the top of your uh, research list? Um, I'm a big fan of Gold EDU. Um, I do a lot of stuff. Um, I read a lot of stuff in there. I'm a, a member of their Google group. So I'm always in there answering emails or providing examples or helping out however I can. Um, I met Matt Rhodes through the group on Facebook and I follow him a lot. Um, I'm a big, I'm big in the Twitterverse, so I follow a ton of coaches on Twitter, and I love just seeing their ideas and sharing them or making them my own, and kind of going in that direction. So uh, there's just so many different coaches I follow. I don't even know how I could narrow it down, but um, I'm a bit like Twitter is my is my go-to for inspiration usually. Nice. Renee, I got to tell you, I know after this show, we're going to be getting emails from people saying, please bring her back on. And you are welcome to come on anytime. I know you're going to be spending probably the rest of your night just sending me a bunch of links. And that's totally okay. <laughs> All of the links and stuff for this show are going to be over on our website at episode number 223. Renee, we can continue all of this stuff. But I think kind of in closing, there isn't really a a right or a wrong answer for getting into classes. It's whatever works for you and whatever works for your teachers, Right. whatever's in the moment. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Just kind of like go with the flow is, I mean, that's, I always say that, you know, if you have to just walk in, just walk in, like they're not going to kick you out. <laughs> I've never had a teacher tell me to leave. Um, so, you know, just, I would always say like a smile goes a really long way. And as long as you walk in with a smile and they know your intentions are, are true in there and, and good, that you're not going to come down hard on them for anything. Like I always remind my teachers, my observation has nothing to do with your annual review. So don't like stress out about that. You're not going to be on a professional development plan because your box light didn't work on Tuesday. <laughs> so <laughs> like, don't stress. Um, but you know, every, cause there are days that things don't work and there are days that you have to hand out paper and there are days that you have to organize the students. And I get that. I was a teacher, I was in the classroom. So I think just kind of reminding them that you've been in the classroom and not being afraid to jump back in to help them out is huge for me. I'm going to leave it at that. I think that's a great way to close and certainly would love to have you back on. But between now and then, uh, where can we uh, learn more about you and, and share some of those social links? I am always on Twitter and it's um, at APSITS Dawson. It's actually part of our job to tweet a certain number of times a week to wow. tell our story. The director of instructional technology will pull up our Twitter um, in front of the superintendent when she's asked like what impact we're having in the district and show off what we're doing. So I tend to put everything on Twitter. Wow, that is, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and if you're in Georgia, I'll be at Georgia ETC the rest of the week. So you can find me there. I won't be, but great. How awesome is this episode? Thank you so much for coming on. Please invite yourself back on. And if you ever want to meet Renee, 
invite yourself onto the show too and we'll have a we'll have a, a group podcast here renee thank you so much for your time you're welcome thank you for having me and i hope you had enjoyed this episode if you do hit that like button subscribe button share this with everybody and you know find renee and tweet her let her know that she's out there and that she had her episode listened to we would love to have you guys be a part of the teacher cast instructional coaches network and would love to have you guys be a part of ask the tech coach head on over to askthetechcoach.com scroll down to the bottom Join our Instructional Coaches Networks today. We would love to have you there. And this wraps up this episode of Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 223, talking about our tech coaches' pickup lines. I hope you guys found this informational. On behalf of Renee and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.